Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel. She's broadcasting from home today, along with the entire About Mansfield news team, including a new voice today. Thank you for being here. This is episode 32, and coming up on this episode, Mansfield news and sports and weather for the upcoming week. And, as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Jake's Burgers and Beer. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. The COVID-19 epidemic appears to have stopped its increasing trend in Mansfield. Pediatric doctor addresses concerns about school kids and COVID. Census takers hit the streets starting this weekend. It's tax-free weekend in Texas. The more you spend, the more you save. Knock, knock. The ban on door-to-door solicitors has been lifted. In sports, amid COVID-19 concerns, MISD football teams may get to start workouts on September 7th. Alexa is here with our seven-day weather forecast, and Steve will conclude his two-part in-studio interview with Mansfield entrepreneur James Sellers. Only this time, James does the interviewing. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. The CDC has determined that pool maintenance services are an essential business due to the added threat of bacteria, algae, mold, and funguses that is a byproduct of the lack of cleaning in a chemical imbalance. Allow us to be an essential part of your pool. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. Due to COVID-19, the record amount of unemployment and loss of health benefits to Mansfield area residents has been staggering. I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center. There's never been a more critical time for the Mission Center to offer essential services. During the pandemic, the Mission Center has assisted hundreds of Mansfield area families with financial assistance, employment help, food, and or medical care. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance, Mansfield Mission Center is here for you. For more details, visit our website at mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Hi, this is Jan Cox. And this is John Cox, owner of Stevens Garden and Grill. And you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. The COVID-19 epidemic has appeared to stop its increasing trend in Mansfield. About Mansfield's roving science reporter, Dennis Webb, has the story. Thanks, Steve. While Mansfield is still seeing additional citizens infected with the virus each week, there are indications that the spread has slowed. On Monday, August 3, 2020, Tarrant County reported 654 Mansfieldians as having tested positive, 397 are estimated to have recovered, and 13 citizens have died since the start of this mess. Of the 654 total cases, we had 77 new cases this past week, about the same as a previous week, but still smaller than our record 105 new cases a few weeks back. If we can maintain our civically responsible behavior, we can reduce our own likelihood of catching the virus, drive this number near zero, and keep from closing back down. We had one new COVID-19 death in Mansfield this past week. On Monday, the county estimated that there are 257 active cases in Mansfield. That's 257 fellow citizens who could pass the virus to another citizen if they aren't distancing, masking, or quarantining. This is down from last week's 283 active cases, a very good trend. No new cases in the parts of Mansfield that are in Ellis or Johnson counties. 
These trends are good news as the new cases are not increasing each week. If we had increasing new cases each week, that can sometimes lead to a sudden exponential spread of the virus, which was happening in our county when we shut down in March. Our local leaders ask us to keep putting brakes on the spread until we can stay at low numbers or zero for a while. We're not there yet. As citizens, we can put the brakes on spread of the virus with simple actions. When you're out and about, keep your distance from other people and wear a mask. Wash your hands a lot, avoid crowds, and if you're old or sick, stay at home as much as you can. It is likely that Mansfield's steady growth has stopped because more of our fellow citizens have been taking these simple measures. Don't let up. Reporting from the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Mansfield ISD schools begin Wednesday, August 12th, and will be online or virtual until September 8th. The return of face-to-face instruction was originally scheduled for September 28th. The move to go back into the classroom earlier has teachers and parents seeking clear information about children and COVID-19. About Mansfield's Stacy Maine filed this report. Dr. Lori Gray with Cook Children's Pediatrics Mansfield is here with me today to sort out some of the misinformation and facts concerning kids and COVID-19. Are young people immune to COVID-19? No, young people are absolutely not immune to COVID-19. Now, that doesn't mean that they are getting as sick as adults in as large numbers, but Cooks, as of this week, have tested 11,600-ish kids and about 863 have been positive since March, so clearly they are not immune to it. It's my understanding that if the young kids do get it, if children do get COVID, they don't suffer the same severe symptoms. What are the symptoms, what are the differences between maybe an adult and a child having COVID-19? Well, that can be a little bit difficult to answer. I think everyone has heard reports and seen the news about adults that, you know, have a a high fever and a cough and have difficulty breathing and things like that. Young children in general may have the same symptoms, but often will have something like a runny nose or a slight cough and not show very much else when they're sick. And that's similar to many other viruses as well. Can children transmit it from one person to another? And if so, is it different from maybe kids under five to over five? I think that that question is still something that's up in the air. Based on the data that we have had so far, it doesn't appear that younger children are as good at transmitting the virus as, say, their older counterparts like the 10 to 19 crowd, who seem to be just as good as adults at transmitting it. The question is, there have been some studies that have recently come out that are showing that younger children do have, in some cases, higher viral loads but aren't showing us any symptoms. So I'm not sure that we have the answer to that because of all the people that have been protected from this by staying home, young children are kind of at the top of that list. Why is it that children under 10 years of age are not required to wear a mask? Well, I can't really speak to the under 10 recommendation from Governor Abbott. The CDC does recommend that all children ages two and over who do not have a reason, medical reason not to wear a mask, like being unable to take it off or having respiratory distress at the time or something along those lines. Per the CDC, they are recommending that everyone two and up wear a mask unless there's a medical contraindication otherwise. What should families be doing to protect themselves and other children and their teachers 
in that time leading up to going back to class? Well, I think that the biggest things that are going to need to happen are that families are going to have have to have the same message as the schools. Children need to be practicing good hand hygiene, uh, wearing a mask. I know for many children that's challenging. Even one of my own children, who's a little bit sensitive to having things over his face, we're having him spend some time each day wearing a mask so that when he goes back to school, it won't be a difficult thing for him to be able to keep it on without constantly touching his face. I think those are going to be the biggest thing, is families reinforcing the healthy hygiene and social distancing that's going to need to be practiced at school. And what precautions would you think that we're going to find in some of these schools as we go back? Well, uh, from what I know, many of the schools are emphasizing hand hygiene, either through regular hand washing or increased hand sanitizer or both. Uh, I know that they are trying to space out the kids so that they're not so the social distancing as much as possible in the school setting. So desks are more spread apart, staggered lunch times, uh, having staggered seating on the bus, things like that, so that there's a lesser risk of kids passing it around. And pediatricians, though, do think kids should be in class, that it helps with their learning. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Schools serve a lot of purposes for many children. Learning is absolutely one of them. And we do know that especially younger kids learn much better in person than they do staring at a screen and trying to understand things like that, especially if, say, a parent is working at the same time as school and can't sit with them at all times. So certainly for learning, it is important for kids to be in school. But there are other reasons as well. For some kids in disadvantaged families, school may be the place where they eat their breakfast and lunch regularly. School also is a place for kids who have special needs like learning disabilities, autism, dyslexia, things like that to get services so that they are able to better cope with their day-to-day life. And learning at home would be difficult for a child with dyslexia who hasn't had dyslexia services and whose parents aren't trained in that. Also, the other thing that we have seen is that, unfortunately, some children do come from homes that aren't as safe of an environment as others. And when school went virtual, we did see a significant drop in the number of reports of child maltreatment. In an ideal world, this would be an actual decrease in the incidence of child maltreatment, but unfortunately, that just seems like it's probably not being as reported because the people who would notice this aren't seeing the kids on a day-to-day basis. Yes, I, I know there at Cook Children's Hospital, you guys have the uh, the care team, and I, I know they've, they've seen a lot more severity and abuse as well. Dr. Lori Gray, is there anything else that you want to add about that you think we need to know about children and this virus? I think that every family is going to be a little bit different. And every family is going to have to approach this knowing what's going on in their family. A family full of younger people who are all healthy may have an easier decision to make than a family who lives with a, you know, a grandparent who is not healthy, who has underlying illnesses, or a child who has a chronic disease that makes them immune compromised or gives them difficulty breathing. 
unfortunately, it's not a one-size-fit-all situation, and we all need to be supportive of each other, knowing that every family is doing the best they can to keep themselves, their children, and the community safe. That was Dr. Lori Gray with Cook Children's Pediatrics Mansfield. I'm Stacey Main reporting for About Mansfield. If you have not responded to the 2020 census, you can expect a visit from a worker sometime over the next couple of months as the government begins finalizing its count of the U.S. population. The U.S. Census Bureau will begin its non-response follow-up in Tarrant County this weekend and continuing through September 30th. Census workers plan to visit every household in Tarrant County that has not responded to the 2020 census, and the goal remains the same, to gain a full and accurate count of everyone residing in Mansfield. Here's what you need to know about the effort if a census worker comes knocking on your door. They will present an ID badge with their name, photograph, Department of Commerce, watermark, and an expiration date. They will have an official bag and Census Bureau-issued laptop or smartphone bearing its logo. Census workers will use personal protective equipment such as masks, gloves, and will follow local public health COVID-19 guidelines when they visit the households between the hours of 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. The Census Bureau will never ask for your Social Security number, bank account, or credit card numbers, anything on behalf of a political party, money, or donations. This Friday through Sunday is the annual tax-free weekend all throughout the state of Texas. Qualifying items such as purchases of most clothing, footwear, school supplies, and backpacks valued at $100 or less can be purchased tax-free from a Texas store or from an online or catalog seller doing business in Texas. The sales tax exemption applies only to qualifying items that you buy during the sales tax weekend. Items that you buy before or after the weekend do not qualify for exemption, and there is no tax refund available. During the COVID-19 pandemic, the state comptroller encourages all taxpayers to continue practicing social distancing and support Texas businesses while saving money on tax-free shopping during the annual tax-free weekend. Mansfield residents may start seeing an increase of door-to-door solicitors in their neighborhood as the solicitation ban has been lifted. About Mansfield's Robbie Terry reports. The solicitor permit is a provision and controlled by a city ordinance, a process that requires requires gathering pertinent information from the applicant that is then checked and kept on file. The process does not include an opinion, good or bad, of the product or company, as it is more about knowing who is going door-to-door in the city. In order to go door-to-door and solicit, they must obtain a permit first. The name of the solicitor should be typed on the permit and is not transferable. The solicitor must wear a vest and have the permit affixed to the vest at all times. They may only solicit Monday through Saturdays in between the hours of 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and are not allowed on certain holidays. In addition, if a homeowner asks the solicitor to leave, they must leave the property, and a solicitor should not enter your home without your permission. Mansfield has its own specific permit. It should be noted that there are some exemptions to this ordinance. To view the ordinance, log on to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Robbie Terry. Let's check sports. Here's Tommy Cummings. This time a year ago, we didn't have a care in the world when it came to high school football, and uh, that was our constant but this pandemic has uh, kind of turned our world upside down, and high school football in Mansfield is no exception. 
As of this week, Mansfield ISD football teams are scheduled to start fall workouts on September 7th. That's the date set aside for 5A and 6A schools, before smallest classifications can start practicing this week. If things go as hoped, all Mansfield ISD teams will start their season September 24th through the 26th. Now, the UIL met last month and decided to let the larger schools participate later because their population bases were most affected by county orders regarding COVID-19. Right now, the UIL is mandating a 50% capacity limit in stadiums for all UIL schools, and it's still unclear what will happen. If schools are affected by COVID-19 and might be forced to forfeit, uh, UIL Deputy Director Jamie Harrison told the Star-Telegram, those kinds of scenarios will be left to the district executive committee to decide, so stay tuned. On a smaller scale, the Mansfield Pee Wee Football Association kicked off its preseason conditioning this week at Clayton Chandler Park. Conditioning is not mandatory, and COVID-19 guidelines are enforced for players and cheerleaders during this three-week period. Teams start practicing for real August 24th, which is a Monday. The league has been around since 1969, so to learn more, just visit mansfieldpwfa.com. And the Mansfield Activity Center's I-9 Sports Program is having its boys and girls basketball leagues starting September 9th. The league lasts seven weeks and it's for kids from pre-K to six years old. The center's right off Broad Street at 106 South Wisteria. At the moment, the league is wrapping up its summer session of leagues, so there's still some games to watch out there. That's it for Sports in Mansfield. If you have any sports news, let us know. Reporting for About Mansfield, I am Tommy Cummings. Thank you, Tommy. Tommy is a former sports writer and digital media producer for the Dallas Morning News and joins About Mansfield as our most recent addition to our all-volunteer staff. Welcome aboard, my friend. Sunday is National Book Lovers Day. Let's see if the weather is going to mess up my plans for snuggling into a hammock in Oliver Park with my new favorite book, Alexa. In Mansfield for the next seven days. Wednesday, 96 degrees Fahrenheit and mostly sunny weather. Thursday, 99 degrees and partly sunny weather. Friday, 98 degrees and partly sunny weather. Saturday, 97 degrees and lots of sun. Sunday, 98 degrees and lots of sun. Monday, 98 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Tuesday, 96 degrees and lots of sun. Perfect weather for snuggling into a hammock in Oliver Park. It's the first week of August and some sprinklers in Mansfield can take a rest. Last week's rainfall was scattered, mainly to the southeast portion of our city. There's a slight chance of rain the next couple of days, but the week will end sunny and hot. If you don't know whether to water or not, check your soil moisture and water a quarter inch later in the week if needed. For more watering and irrigation tips, log on to waterisawesome.com. That's a look at news, sports, and weather. If you have a news tip that you would like us to follow up on, please send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. Just a reminder to follow this podcast so you will be automatically notified when a new episode is released. The easiest way is to log on to our website at aboutmansfield.com and enter your email address under the follow podcast by email heading on the homepage. And 
If you own an Amazon device, listening is as easy as saying, Alexa, play the About Mansfield podcast. You can also ask Siri to play the About Mansfield podcast on Apple devices. I want to take a second here to tell you about a new feature that we're adding to the podcast. It's simply titled Ask Terry. Terry Radswin is a home improvement specialist with over 30 years experience, and you can email a question to him about how to improve your home, and he'll respond to it on an upcoming episode. The email address to contact Terry is simply askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is askterry, T-E-R-R-Y, at aboutmansfield.com. Terry looks forward to helping you improve your home. Coming up after the break, we switch from news to talk, and we'll talk in studio part two with James Sellers of Selmark Corporation, and he interviews me. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel and the entire news team, and this is About Mansfield. It has literally carved the landscape of the planet itself, yet beyond its beauty and its grace, it is essential to life itself. Water, it's awesome. Enjoy it. Just don't waste it. Visit waterisawesome.com. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take just a second here to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help you market your podcast. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need the help from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located inside Mansfield's only co-working space, the studio is inside the beautiful confines of The Office in Mansfield on Country Club Drive near Matlock at 1103 Alexis Court. For more information on starting your podcast, or looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Again, that is podcastmansfield.com. Hey, y'all. I'm Fort Worth Mayor Betsy Price. And I'm Arlington Mayor Jeff Williams. And I'm Oscar Trevino, Mayor of North Richton Hills. I know y'all are all ready to get back to our nights on the town. And to the sights and sounds of Rangers baseball. And to beating the Texas heat with a day at the water park. To get back to normal, we have one simple ask. Y'all wear a mask. Utiliza tu cubreboca. Y'all wear your mask. Let's do our part to keep Texas open. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we switch now from news to talk. And this is part two of the interview with James Sellers of Selmark Corporation based right here in Mansfield. Although we're going to turn the tables here. And do something that we've never done before on on the show. James is going to interview me. You uh, <laughs> you misread my email, and I had asked you to come up with some questions for me to ask you, but you actually came up with some questions to ask me. Yes. So, all right. All right, let's do this. The microphone is yours. All right, so now we're going to do a little role reversal here. That's so. right. We've, we've never done this on the show, so this should be right. interesting. All right, uh, Steve, I, w- I would like you to tell us uh, how you first came to Mansfield. How did you jump here? Oh, that's easy. My, my wife is a professor up at UTA, and the story, we came here in 2004 from San Diego. I'm running a home-based business out of my, literally, my laundry room converted to my office when we started having kids, 
and the phone rang, the home phone rang. And during the day, I never would open, would answer the home phone. I always stuck to the business phone. It was a slow day. So yeah, phone's ringing. Great. Pick it up. I'm so-and-so from blah, 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 Arlington. I want to fly your wife out to, for a job interview. So I, I take the note and I said, by the way, Arlington, Virginia. And she goes, no, 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 no. Arlington, Texas. <laughs> so my wife flies out to Texas and, and that's, and that's how we wound up in, 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 uh, in Texas was she went out for two interviews, was offered the position and, uh, we loaded up the, the minivan and the truck and drove, drove took, to Texas. Took us four days. We did. Well, because you must have stopped a lot of places. I'm we, assuming. we did. My, uh, uh, my mom lived in Arizona, so that was one stop. And, and because we were traveling with a, a seven-year-old and a three-year-old and a cat and a dog. We only did six hours a day. That's awesome. Um, tell me what your wife teaches at UTA. What does she teach? Her PhD is in sociology, and she used to teach for the School of uh, Urban and Public Affairs, wow. which is now known as Kappa. She's no longer teaching, and she's now in administration, work, oh, wow. working in the provost office. You know, it's a kind of an interesting tidbit, but um, I actually have taught at UTA as well for maybe three, four years. I taught uh, uh, management and leadership at Salesforce huh. uh, with Dr. Chanko, and uh, we made a we tag teamed. He brought in the the latest research and the academic you know, perspective, and I was bringing real-world examples. I love the University of Texas Arlington. It's a great school. Um, and actually, we're trying to get a Dean's Leadership Circle community in Mansfield, too. When COVID came out, um, I'm on the president of the Dean Leadership Circle for this college of business, and we're going to try to create a, you know, a much more active alumni association here in, in Mansfield. So just to Get everybody thinking about that. When this blows over, there's a lot of th good things hopefully coming uh, for Mansfield with UTA. All right. So what what keeps you in Mansfield? My wife's job. There's no other place you'd rather be. Come on, I lived in San Diego for 44 I know, years. You can't beat San Diego. Where people we moved to Texas. First of all, is like, why did you leave San Diego? Okay, so we already covered that, but. People think that, oh, you're from San Diego. You must have gone to the beach every day or you. No, 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 no. After I got married, I doubt that I went to the beach once a year. But yeah, you know, San Diego was a great place to live. Also very expensive. Um, what else you got? Well, let's see. There's so many. All right. Um, oh, there's so, there's so there's many. So many questions. <laughs> Actually, I have, a, I have about a million questions for you. So we'll have to save some of those for later. But uh so tell me one thing that you love about Mansfield and then one thing that you'd like to change about Mansfield if you could. Okay. One thing I love about Mansfield, and this has been my passion for, for the city of Mansfield, is, is its downtown. And to help downtown become a place, a gathering place. When you go to these, uh, and especially those cities, Waxahachie, Granbury, where they've oh, yeah. got the town square, they've got the, the courthouse. All right, so we don't have that. But how do we create downtown to be a gathering place? As a, a board member and past president of Discover Historic Mansfield, um, that was one of our passions, yeah. is to, again, to promote the the present and the future of downtown Mansfield. And, and, and in doing so, we produced, oh, I'm trying to think. I think I produced 
six or seven downtown festivals, what was then the historic Mansfield Music and Arts Festival. That was you, the the, the music festival? Yeah, that was... That's an awesome festival. Yeah, that was... So our first one was... uh, Headliner was Delbert McClinton. I was not the president at that time, but then uh, became the president shortly thereafter. We brought in Jimmy Vaughn, Stevie Ray's brother. Wow. our last one was probably four or five years ago, and then okay. we it, it did it morph and merge into with another. It is now uh, you, you may be thinking of Music Alley, Music which, Alley, which yes. is now produced by the City of Mansfield's okay. uh, Park and Rec Department. So that's arts. not the same. That's a different thing. No, the Music and Arts Festival that was produced by a nonprofit. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people thought the city was producing it, but okay. um, I thought it just maybe for branding. But you know, I, I actually I will say this. I mean, we we've. We know each other a long time. The time that you know we just talking about from like 2003 to now, um, the city's grown tremendously, probably doubled in population in that time frame. I have really found you know Mansfield just to have done so many things the right way. Um, I think the downtown revitalization's been great. They have some great businesses downtown. You know, you grab a cup of coffee, get a taco. You have the the lot, which is great. But uh, we're really blessed to have the parks that we have in this town. Oh yeah, they they connect so many you know interesting parks together with the Linear Park, and, and now with the dog park, my my dog Copper is a regular <laughs> at the dog park. at the dog park. Yeah, uh, my my daughter drives him out there. It's only ten minute drive from our home. What's going to happen to Mansfield when we say get to? We built out maybe a hundred, hundred thousand people. What do you think the? I think that's probably where it could go when it's fully built out, right? So what, what do you think it's going to be like when there's 100,000 people in Mansfield? Oh, there's going to be mass transit, <laughs> and there's going to be... I don't... Yeah, you're, you're asking me to predict the future, and I I, well, I don't... It's going to be interesting. I don't know. If I were running for mayor or council, I would have some, some goodwill ambassador answer to that, but I'm not. It still has that hometown feel to it. Oh, yeah. Um, as it's gotten bigger, it still maintained that, and I hope we can still grow and, and, and you know make good... Right. Um, opportunities for people to have businesses and expand, but I wish there was more local, actually. I wish there was more local, independently owned things in Mansfield, um, whether it's you know restaurants or cafes. I like the, the local um, restaurants and cafes in town, and I want right. to see that sustain itself. There's a Facebook group that I that I own and I, I'm the administrator of. And in order to become a member of this group, you have to answer one question, which is simply, what is your favorite thing about Mansfield? More times than not, hometown, that hometown, that small town, that hometown feel, even though the city is growing and we're over 70,000 people now, wow. it is still it seems to be that one main thing that that keeps coming up in people's mind is that even though we're growing, it still has a small town feel to it. And and coming from San Diego, yeah, San Diego's two million people coming to Mansfield, it's yeah, it's it does have that small town feel. I, I you know, we're only half an hour from Dallas and from Fort Worth, where you yeah, you want that massive city feel, great, go for it. But yeah. I love, I love. It was a little mass transit, though. You'd like to add a little mass transit to it. No, no, no. (laughs) Although I think what would be really cool, and and I have talked to other people about this, even people on the council, is is perhaps a trolley system that goes around from the hotels to some of the major, the major points in Mansfield, whether Mm. it's Big League Dreams or or the uh, the water park, uh, the shops at Broad or downtown, Mm. a, a trolley type system or. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. That, that that makes the rounds, and it and it's. Yeah, with the Star Centers now, and we oh, have, oh, yeah, right. And then we have the Performing Arts Center. You're right. There's some really we have some really spectacular venues now in in Mansfield, and need to get people out to see them. Right. So that's good. All right, tell me a little bit about the AM podcast um, because honestly. We just were catching up uh, recently, and I found out about it. Uh, how did you get the idea to start the AM podcast? Let's go back to summer of last year. I was uh, professionally in a slump. Business was down, and so I went to uh, a friend of mine, I took him to lunch, and I said, I need a good professional kick in the butt. <laughs> Help me think outside the box. What's my next step? And he says, well what are you good at? And I said, well, radio production, broadcasting, da, da, da. and he said, podcasting. I mean, without even thinking about it. The podcasting industry is growing exponentially, not only in the country, but worldwide, that what was in the early stages of blogging and became this huge industry is now the podcast industry is in its infancy and is growing. I came to this friend, neighbor, business owner here in Mansfield who owns the office in Mansfield, which is a co-working space. And I said, I, I've got this idea. Do you have any office space? Yes. October 1st, we opened the recording studio, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Uh-huh. And then I thought, you know, I've got the studio. I've got the broadcast experience. I've got the news experience because my entire career was in news talk radio. And, oh, <laughs> hey, you know what? The news mirror is closing on Christmas Day Man. of 2019. I think I'm going to launch this news talk and information podcast the following week. That's awesome. And January 2nd of 2020 about Mansfield was born. And since then, this has been the very, oh, I, I, this is what really gets me excited. I think I did the first three weeks by myself. And then a friend came to me and she said, if you ever need a second voice, mm-hmm. I would be willing to come on and, and, and do that. So uh, Colleen Daniel, I gave her a, a, a voice audition. She passed the test. And since then, she's been my co-host. I've added an intern who is going to, uh, he's actually leaving me in, in August to go to UNT to study broadcasting. Then out of the blue, I get an email from my now reporter, Stacy Main. And she says, in the email, she says, I was just laid off from a 20-year career at CBS 11 News. Oh my gosh. I live in Mansfield and I want to be a part of your podcast. Oh my gosh. Wow, yes. that's awesome. Uh, all right, so there's now four voices. Then I started receiving some written contributions from who is now my roving science reporter, Dennis Webb. And I said, Dennis, why aren't you voicing this for me? You need to be the science authority in Mansfield. So I have a staff of, I have a staff of five. They're all volunteers, and they all contribute to the podcast. And I am just blown away. Dennis used to work for NASA for 36 years. Talk about a great scientific mind. Uh, Again, Stacy with her 20 plus plus years at CBS News. 
uh, Colleen was uh, was an employee of the News Mirror prior to coming to us, and and then you've got the future broadcaster uh, Robbie, my my intern. All it's here in Mansfield. All here. In, they're all Mansfield residents. And uh, I was contacted the other day by a guy who says, how come you're not doing sports? And by the way, I played minor league ball, baseball. So you're going to have a sports segment soon? Possibly. There's no sports right now. But yeah. uh, I, I gave That'd him... Maybe a short segment. <laughs> yes. I, it's funny watching evening news. All right, let's go to the sports. And, and you know, they're, they're making stuff up. Yeah. It, it, it's so much fun to watch to watch this podcast grow. And that's how it all started. No, it's great. I think uh, the community thinks you. We needed a voice. We needed a kind of information that, that honestly is relevant, that's home-based, um, and that can evolve. And I think that's fantastic. I think you couldn't think of a better person well, thank to you. lead that. So I'm so thank- thankful that she did that. So thank you, Steve. Actually, this your location, your studio, this facility here is actually really wonderful. So one of the things Mansfield's needed, is that I'm very passionate about too, is we need more entrepreneurs. We need people to start businesses, hire people, come up with new ideas here and stay and operate here and grow the businesses here. Right. And uh, this this location you're in is a perfect location for that. Well, that's one thing I like about the, it, again, it's called the office in Mansfield. And uh, we're, we're located just off of Country Club in, in a little cul-de-sac, uh, Alexis Court. We're right next door to the fire station, which is interesting. The studio is 400 feet from a fire station, yet sirens have never interrupted a recording session. Although I hear a helicopter right now. Yeah, some aircraft is flying overhead. <laughs> it's, it's a, I wonder if it's black. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think especially when you're starting out, you need a place to meet clients or you need a, some place, to, you know, like you said, get away. So right. I'm glad we have that space in Mansfield and we need that. So a little shout out to to Brad Waller and and, and Ashley, who manages the uh, the business, but the, the office in Mansfield, wonderful place. Yeah, definitely anybody that's looking to, to move out of the garage the next step, this would have been wonderful to have back when we made that first venture. Um, so anyway... All right, so I don't know if we have time for next year and some extra questions, but I do have more. Keep going. We got it. Okay. No, we got it. We got all the time. So the here's the thing. We're a town that has evolved and changed. A lot of folks that, that are new to Mansfield that have come from somewhere else. And there's probably a lot of people that have been in Mansfield that haven't really experienced Mansfield. They commute uh, probably to Fort Worth or Dallas, and, and they might have friends and family that meet there on the weekend. So uh, can you give us your top handful of things to experience and do in Mansfield that people may not be aware of. There are a lot of people in this town who don't even know the Far Best Theater exists. And that there's a downtown in general, especially when I moved here in 2004 or when I got involved with Discover Historic Mansfield, I think around 2007, that... You know, you and I mentioned that we lived in the Arbors. And so I'd go around and, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm going downtown. We have a downtown. (laughs) And and so the Far Best Theater, I think, is one of the gems that that is downtown. It's now owned by the city. And and, uh, it it was actually, again, going back to Discover Historic Mansfield, the nonprofit, we used to manage the theater for one year. Oh, that, that was so much fun. That was well, what happened? The, I actually have a question about that because yeah. I went to the, the Far Theater several years ago, and then for several years it wasn't operating. Mm-hmm. And now it's back. Is the Far Theater putting on productions again? Yeah, it's it's managed by the Mansfield Commission for the Arts, which is a, a city-run organization. The city purchased the theater from 
the landowner, the, and um, prior to that, it was managed by Discover Historic Mansfield. Well, that's great. And, so I definitely think we should check out, everyone should check the Far Theater out. I have not. I was going to say one little tidbit, and yeah. one of the things with this COVID, um, and also living downtown, um, we walk everywhere, and we ride our bikes everywhere. And from the arbors of downtown, I believe it's like 20-minute bike ride. Yeah. And um, I think it's like maybe maybe 40-minute walk. All right. So the thing is, the reason I mentioned this, you can walk all of Mansfield, could walk downtown, ride a bike in downtown, uh, to downtown within 30-minute bike ride, maybe yeah. an hour walk. And uh, that's not so bad. I mean, people pay good money, drive distances to get a good workout. So just walk to come downtown, ride your bikes downtown. Um, all of Mansfield is very accessible from from everywhere. So, um, and they're expanding the bike the bike pass, which is fantastic, and, and the walking trail. So, the more we use it, the more they can they can do for us. So that's right. pretty good. And I'll be doing a, an interview segment like this in the future about bike safety in Mansfield, because you know you got to share the road here in Mansfield. Right. And, and that's true. And there's some people that don't know that there's bike lanes and what that means. So definitely, that's going to be a good segment. Definitely yep. want to hear that one. Um, what else? So far, far theater, one of the top venues. You think that people should experience? What else? On the sports end, uh, Big League Dreams, even just to walk around Big League Dreams and check out the eight replica ballparks. It is really cool. Yeah. There are only about six or seven Big League Dream facilities in the country, and Mansfield's got one of them. And most of them are in California because it's a California-based business. Wow. So to to go over there, and I think you pay a couple of dollars to get into the the gate um, and, and just walk around... It's it's really cool, and especially when it's busy, where you've got softball or baseball games going on all the fields or most of the fields, and you can walk around from Ebbets Field to uh, the Polo Grounds to the ballpark in Arlington uh, is one of the replica fields. Yeah. And, uh, Wrigley Field, I believe, is one, and Fenway Park. All the big, <clears throat> yeah, the big ones, yeah. They may not be actual size. But they 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 sure look like them. No, it's been fun. I played on the fields before, and it's it's a really great venue. Yeah, um, also a good place to meet um, and get together. We we used to meet with uh, leadership Mansfield. Used to meet up there. Yeah, um, it's been a while too. It's been closed. I was in class three. Which one were you? In? I was in the best class, class yeah, two. You know, I, no, no, no. <laughs> class three was the best class. <laughs> what was your what What is your illiterate name? I think it was just James. I think just that, James. I think that's. I, I didn't. What do you do with Jay? I mean, yeah, what was Jay. yours? Mine was Safety Steve. Safety. Oh, Safety Steve. Now, I think I'd call you Studio Steve or something a little more. That, you know, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Studio Steve. That's that's now my illiterate name. You're, you're switching it. Well, fantastic. Well, um, it's been fun catching up. Uh, you know, here at the studio, seeing all that you're doing with uh, podcast. There's so much to do and see in Mansfield. Um, great schools, great place to have a business, uh, great places to relax and, and have a good home. So um, it's great talking with you. It's been a journey. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, after all the time, aren't we just getting started, aren't we? This is just the beginning. Oh, yeah. So what's, what's funny is listening to you deliver what the, the recap of what I'm usually doing. And so James Sellers... <laughs> has been my guest and I, I guess I've, I've, I've been your guest. James Sellers, CEO and founder of Cellmark Corporation based right here in Mansfield, Texas. Appreciate you being on the, uh, the program today. This is about Mansfield. We'll be right back. 
Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. The CDC has determined that pool maintenance services are an essential business due to the added threat of bacteria, algae, mold, and funguses that is a byproduct of the lack of cleaning in a chemical imbalance. Allow us to be an essential part of your pool. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. In 1999, Mansfield Cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city. Mansfield Cares built the first free medical dental eye clinic and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in Mansfield. Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. It's time right now for listener comments. Ginger was listening to last week's episode and writes, This was a great podcast. Thanks for the update on the city council and the propositions added to the ballot. We appreciate you listening, Ginger, and thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends on social media. We welcome all feedback about the program, whether it's about a specific news story or a feature that you heard. Feel free to chime in by sending us an email to comments at aboutmansfield.com or by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. We will read or play back some of the comments in a future episode. Congratulations to Kentrice Kinzer, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Who was the first known settler in the Mansfield area? According to the Visit Mansfield website, Charles Turner was the first known settler in the Mansfield area in 1853. Cantrice has won a $25 gift card to 360 Brunch House. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Jake's Burgers and Beer, a true Texas tradition of burgers and beer since 1985. Located on Broad Street next door to Newsom Stadium, you can find them on the internet at jakesburgersandbeer.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, to date, there is just one former U.S. congressman buried at the Mansfield Cemetery located on West Kimball Street near South 4th Avenue. This week's question is, name the United States congressman who is buried at the Mansfield Cemetery and what year did he die? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what is the name of the U.S. congressman who is buried at the Mansfield Cemetery, and what year did he die? 
Good luck, and thanks to Brad and Kendra at Jake's for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, it's our usual array of news, talk, and information, including an in-studio interview with the executive director of Mansfield Mission Center, Carmen McMillan. The show will be released on Wednesday, August 12th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Anchors, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main, Dennis Webb, and Robbie Terry. Sports, Tommy Cummings. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Robbie Terry. Thanks again for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. About Mansfield.